Greetings, Queen fans. Bone up on your bar cords and fire up your Marshall half stack. We're talking Queen. Welcome to Seaside Pod Review. Kevin and I never travel together for fear of one of us dying, thus leaving the podcast without a host. So why don't you listen to us uneducated riffraff talk about a random song from one of the most diverse bands in rock and roll history. Brand new angle, highly Give us a kiss, Kevy. Hey, Kev, so how you doing tonight there, buddy? I'm good, mate. Yeah, I'm, I'm feeling chipper and, you know, I don't know, quite uh, you, quite full of beans. Have you uh, have you won some, you know, amazing bowling trophies lately? Oh, no more bowling trophies. I mean, we, although we did, we, we started our Thursday league now. And our first game between the four of us, we all hit 200 plus. I think our average was about 220-230 so we came to play and after that it went downhill not like wow. not like a parachutist but you know more like a, a tobogganist maybe a toboggan just keep in mind that our friendship is entirely based on you winning and keeping <laughs> winning those trophies okay <laughs> just putting it out there cuz uh I'm a little, I'm a little shallow <laughs> that way <laughs> you, you don't want to hang around with a with a loser <laughs> <laughs> listen okay it's bad enough that you're fucking bowling okay so <laughs> Really, that's the ultimate nerd sport. So if oh. you're gonna do it, then then for God's sakes, fucking win, okay? Oh man, there's a there's a guy in the the league we just had, like he fucking cracks me up because he's he's basically he's bigger than McCracken. He's got the full comb over, and as the <laughs> night goes on, then he starts to sweat and it gets hotter and he it gets like it just it, it's literally like the end of uh, Kingpin where it's just all over the place and we're just pissing ourselves, laughing the whole time. It's great. Yeah, when he has a couple of pints, it really starts flying around, I bet. It's just great. He's a super <laughs> nice guy, but it, it doesn't matter. It's just funny. I'm sure he'll be happy to hear about you talking about him on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, because I'm sure he listens to this podcast. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and here I thought everybody listened to this podcast. See, if I was going to guess, he'd definitely listen to like a, a Ukrainian polka podcast. He's that, I get that kind of vibe, you know? Ah. Which could be our next project. Yeah, there you go. All polka, all the time. I'm nothing. I'm nothing against a good two step, but you know, mix it up a bit. Yeah, hey man, you know, I'm sure there's been many babies made like doing fucking some serious polka sessions. Polka during the polka. Get it? Oh, for the love of all that is holy. Okay, well, if we're not talking about polka, Randy, what are we talking about? What are we doing here? What the hell is the point of all this? Well, from what I've been told, we have this podcast and it's called Seaside Pod Review. And what we do is we talk about a Queen song that is generated randomly by some weird little spinning wheel that Kev found on the internet. Then once that lands on something, then we talk about it. It's ridiculous. It's pointless. And we're really glad that you're all here. Well, and speaking of wheels, Randy, I mean, we have two wheels, if you recall. Mm-hmm. I was aware of that. At the end of last season, I asked you which episode we should talk about. Not a not a release from one of the the studio albums, but you know, a B side or an outtake or something like that. And that, so that's what we're spinning up tonight. So we're going to get something. We're going to get something potential that I haven't heard in a long time. So, and I don't think there's going to be anything I haven't heard at all. But it, you know, it could be interesting. Well, if I'm completely honest with you, I had completely forgot we were doing this. So this is, uh, <laughs> this is we're going to call this a real surprise. Uh, whether it's positive or not, I guess we'll uh, let you know towards the end. Oh, hey, one quick thing. One, one quick thing before we dig in, if you don't mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would just like to to uh, to note the, it's kind of so much death lately, hey, but the passing of a great uh, Canadian songwriter. And I'm sure you know who that is, Kev. Gordon Lightfoot. Yeah, kind of sad day, man. He wrote some. Uh, he wrote. He wrote some good ones. We always used to call him affectionately Four Chord Gord, because most <laughs> of his songs had uh, four chords in them. But anyhow, let's not dwell on that. He had a long, uh, long and wonderful life. I'm sure he was 84, 81 when he, he was up there. Eighty four. Yeah. It says it yeah. Eighty four. Yeah. So for people who maybe aren't quite as familiar with him, and the only I mean, to be perfectly honest, Randy, he's another one of those Canadian artists who has passed me by a little bit. Now mm. I know if you could read my mind, obviously that's the one that I think probably yeah. was an international hit. I would I would say right. I think that was yeah pretty much across the globe. So I think I probably heard that one in England. Yeah. But what are the what are the types of uh, what are the types oh, of, of the, Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. 
Edmund Fitzgerald. I can use my my words. Uh, Sundown, another classic. Uh, boy, I might have to pull up a list to, to go any further than that. What else you got there? You look like you're looking at a list. No, I was just looking at the Wikipedia page, and it says uh, Bob Dylan was a huge uh, fan and called him one of his favorite songwriters. Well, he was he was a songwriter, songwriter for sure. Yeah. Dylan said, any, I can't think of any Gordon Lightfoot song I don't like. Every time I hear a song of his, it's like I wish it would last forever. That's pretty fucking high praise coming from Dylan. Yeah, well, and he worked at it with the uh, wreck of Edmund Fitzgerald because I think she clocks in around eight minutes or something. <laughs> I don't know. I like a long song. We've been through this. <laughs> On this podcast, we've been through this. <laughs> yes, yes, we have. All right, so well, shall we head over, leaving the death and, and doom aside, should we head over to Twitter and get some uh, positivity in our lives and see... Yeah. What the poll was like for um, well, I Was Born to Love You. And it looks like uh, you and I were uh, grossly miscalculated <laughs> what we <laughs> thought everybody was going to was gonna say, right? Because I think I said uh, 30, or, uh, 30, 70s, is that what I said? Yeah, yeah. And you said 80, 20. Well, I said 28, but I I thought, I actually said to you that I thought 30, 70 was pretty much dead on. That's what I was going to say. But I said, just for just for contrast, I thought I would go 20, 80, but yeah. yeah, we were nowhere near. No, yeah, we got uh, an even split, and I do believe this is the first time. It's an even, I say even, I mean 50-50. So, yeah. 50-50 uh, dead on split. Dead on split with 82 votes. So, hmm, I wouldn't have figured it. And I would say, though, that because Twitter does give you some stats, there were 1,780 views of this post, but only 82 people voted. So, you know what? It's one fucking click, you lazy pricks. Just, yeah. just go click on one or the other. How hard is that? Jesus. I got to be honest. Sometimes I'm tempted to to vote myself, but I don't though, kid, because I've got some restraint. All right. It kind of reminds me of that um, the Napster video, the Metallica. Randy, Randy, thrust himself into, into a burning inferno for you people. Start doing that voice, <laughs> maybe cough. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking stupid, Lars Ulrich. Uh, I'm not familiar with that, but uh, you don't sounds... remember that video? Not the, Nap- at the moment. The Nap- no. Napster bad, fire good, Napster bad. You don't remember that? No, I don't. Oh God, no. it's I'll I'll send it to you. I'll show it to you later. It's a, a lot of fun. It's back when Napster kind of kicked in, and you know, Metallica yeah. spoke out against it, and mm-hmm. someone made a made a cartoon of Lars being this little sort of monkey boy and James being this big Neanderthal. It's quite it's quite funny. Like, good afternoon. My name is, you know, like, Lars Ulrich from Metallica. I worked for years to get where I am today. Years and years of playing clubs and recording demo tapes. Me and my buddy, like, James Hetfield here, have shed blood, sweat, and motherfucking beer to get where we are today. Beer! Good! And now we're fucking wealthy beyond, you know, like, belief. I mean, the other day was like... Well, you know, the thing is, is that it, it was horrible for musicians. It absolutely was in every way. And yep. it's just continually declined for musicians. It's just uh, in terms of what they get in in royalties back from those types of services. It's just that Lars is such a whiny little wanker. <laughs> I think he just pisses everybody off whenever he opens his mouth. Eh? It's like, oh, yeah. you pinched little fucker, shut up. Well, I think even Anyhow, Metallica, I think even Metallica fans don't love Lars Ulrich, right? I mean, he's no. not universally loved, right? So <laughs> no, I don't think he is. I don't think he is. Let's dive into some of the comments here, Andy. Let's do it. Yeah, Paul Bradbury said. I must hear something different to you guys on this. A champion every day of the week and twice on Sundays. It's a vast improvement on Freddy's version uh, in which the production is woeful. I might be alone in this, but being in a minority of one doesn't make you mad. Hey, Paul, uh, 50% of the people agree with you. So, uh, so yeah, man, it, it turns out maybe you aren't mad. Justin Fotheringham says, for a pair of flatland nutters, you fucking crushed it again this week. Thank you so much, Justin. Um, I was born to love you as a definite champion. Queen version in brackets. Well done. Flatlanders. I think that's what we're supposed to be, aren't we, really? Yeah, well, yeah. You just put them together now, Kev? Well, you know, you know what they say about Saskatchewan, Randy, right? And dogs. Uh, hard to spell, easy to draw? <laughs> dog. That's, see, that doesn't dog would dog be easy thing. to spell and hard to draw. That's the opposite that's, way, see, right? That's, yeah, see, you fucked the joke up. <laughs> or maybe that wasn't the joke you're going to tell. Okay, what's the no, joke? No, at all. No, you okay, can, well, so, no, so the joke is... In Saskatchewan itself, like you can watch a dog run away for three days. Yeah, that's not true. <laughs> Parts of this province. <laughs> Cheap B movie says, I'd say champion. It was just begging to be a queen song. And I think the queenifying works better than on Made in Heaven. You could almost imagine them doing this live and it being a killer part of the set. Imagine if they'd done this on the magic tour. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Um, Oh, I could see it being in the Magic Tour set. 
I don't know like if it had been part of the kind of magic because it was in the same same era. I think we talked about that a little bit, even maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, I could see it sort of being in the set, but I don't know that I would have loved it. I don't know. It's hard to say, right? Yeah. Uh, Brian Crozier says it's not and was never meant to be a Queen song. Like much of the post Freddie stuff, I can't help feel that Freddie would be annoyed with the treatment. But hey, he wasn't my mate. So Brian, Roger, and John know better. Still, it's dust. And then we got into yeah. a little bit of a conversation on that with a, with a couple of people. And it is that thing, right, where it is always a bit sort of arrogant for us fans to sit here second-guessing people who knew Freddie intimately um, yeah. and loved the guy and worked with him for years and years and years. Now, I still think that with a bit of detachment and sort of distance, I think money can sort of, as Tom Petty said, money becomes king, right? And it, it sometimes does. And so I think that opportunity to monetize that would have been appealing. Yeah, yeah. Well, Alex Small, it's on Made in Heaven, which isn't a Queen album, despite the title. The closing section makes me <laughs> mad. <laughs> the original is bloody fantastic, and that's a champion all day long, especially the extended version. Well, and Alex, I mean, that, I voted with you. That's uh, that's the way I feel about it completely. I really feel like uh, uh, the, the solo version is better in pretty much every way, d- despite the excellent work of of, of the gents. And I did, I did go back and listen to because a few people talk about Brian's guitar solo. It is a pretty good guitar solo, you know. It's no, yeah, absolutely. It's a sweet to it. solo, man. It's a sweet solo. No getting around it. Uh, Ian Winnick says, "I wouldn't go out of my way to listen to this song, but wouldn't cross the road to avoid it either." Which is not how I usually respond to Queen songs. So this one is a clear dust biter. Release the vacuum cleaner. <laughs> nice, Ian Ling. Terrific bass playing heard on it, and Brian's fiery throughout. Yeah. He is. Yeah, nice. Lisa Malloy, from the uneducated riffraff, it bites the dust for me. I skip it on the odd occasion I find the inclination to spin made in heaven. They should have stuck to Freddie's original. Uh, yes. Hoy hoy, Lisa, I'm with you. And I, I think I, that comes from me calling <laughs> calling our listeners an uneducated riffraff, which is really is an appalling way to treat your friends, isn't it? Oh, it's, oh, is that oh, is that where that comes from? I think so. I yeah, <laughs> you're probably. Re- I thought you were referring to us, like me and you, as being the uneducated riffraff. No, I think I was being a bit belligerent last week. But I had a few more beers oh, than usual. So, Jesus Christ, Kevin. <laughs> uh, PJ New Mercury says uh, this was difficult. It's not in my top fifty, but I wouldn't skip it, and I would probably add it to a playlist. In fact, our road trip playlist has both versions of this song in it, so I had to hit champion. Also, I like the live version Queen and Adam Lambert did, which we did not listen to. Um, and I still, I don't think I ended up going back and listening to that one, Randy. I really should do that. So I'll do that. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll do that after we finish recording. Yeah. Oh yeah. Queen rocks. The Freddie version has a great pulsating dance pop groove. Yeah. Uh, uh just, sorry. And I, I like that about it. Uh, yeah. That's just what I'm saying here. Uh, the queen version is a chugger. They certainly queenified it, but unfortunately it's vanilla queen by numbers. They probably should have left it alone. With that said, it's still good enough to be a champion. Just. So yeah, that's fair the, enough. That's, and that's the Aussie um, cover band Queen Rocks AU because I think there's there's actually two Queen Rocks. There's Queen Rocks and Queen Rocks AU, and I think they both comment occasionally on our posts. So. Oh well, then apologies if we've been missing that. Uh, Curtis Sparkles, Jim C says, definite duster. One of the many end career Queen songs that is only held aloft by Fred's vocal. Other than that, it's another late period Queen song I'll never listen to again. Country of the highest order. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's another response to me being, <laughs> yeah, being silly. <laughs> There you go. Hey, uh, Ruddy Rutherford, I was never a fan of the original. To be fair, I've never been a fan of any of the solo work with the exception of Barcelona. Queenifying the song after it was already finished does it no favors. Bites the dust with bells on it. Yeah, I'm with you, Ruddy. Um, Paul Walbyoff says, Voted Bites the Dust only because Freddie's solo version is more suited for the song. So we're getting the, the, the same theme coming out, right? But on both sides. Yeah. Um, yep. Enjoyable song overall, so would be a champion if I were voting on Freddie's solo version. And then says, great work every week, guys, and hope you remember that episode 39, you shouldn't spin the wheel and instead review 39. And you know what? First yeah. of all, thank you very much, Paul. And I, why not? You know, if unless, we we, unless we get it sooner. Yeah, unless if we don't get it before then, I think that's not the worst idea. No. I like it. Uh, Leighton Brown, I'm torn on this one. Is it in their top 50%? Eh, probably not. Would I skip it if it came up on shuffle? Equally, No. Whilst Brian's guitar solo is a particularly highlight, his stewardship of its queenification is also to blame for its failings. Time to do some dusting. And yes, very eloquently put, Leighton, and uh, and I also agree. 
So, we, you know, we definitely have to have a comment of the week. And I'm going to, I've been thinking about this and I was talking to a friend about this, a friend who listens to our podcast, actually. And I think we need, we need some little music. We need, we need a bit of fanfare yeah. for the tweet of the week. And this one, I think this one's probably up there for me. All Rob right. Maher. Rob Maher says, Dust. And then he says, Hey, made in heaven. The miracle called and said, What the fuck, man? <laughs> <laughs> Not as bad a song as I remember, but still the end of Queen as a band and the beginning of Queen as a 30 year marketing scam. Uh, I love that too. Because I, I had read that tweet and I never thought of it quite in that regard. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he's not wrong. It, it is. It's kind of like, uh, well, except not so gross, but like kind of like Kiss. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, yeah. It's like, oh, guys, fucking hang that shit up. You old dusty fucks, man. Come on. Anyhow. Yeah. Oh, another compilation. Awesome. I'll have to add yeah. that to my, to my, to my collection. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Steven Ursel, champion for me. Corny lyrics on paper, but Freddie owns them, which gives the song heart. I think you were right about the fade outs, but I actually love the outro. I heard the Queen version before I heard Freddie's. So it's a new song for me, even though I know better now. We had talked about the boat fade outs and how they're a cop out, <laughs> but <laughs> well, and sometimes they do work, you know. And yeah. I think one th one nice thing you sometimes get in a fade out is you'll get some of that noodling where the guitarist just goes off on a bit of fun or a keyboard player or does a cool drum fill. So sometimes you do get cool stuff in there, but this one, eh, just kind of tape it off. Yeah, yeah. Um, Robert Century, I really like the Queen version, much better than the Fred one, which sounds like the Funhouse Kids theme. The style of song suits a Queen classic status, some wonderful guitar tapping too. And that's when you go back and listen to that second part, because I think we, if I recall yep. rightly, you had yep. said like you enjoyed the first half, but not so much the second half, but he's doing some kind of neat, you yeah, know, Van Halen-esque kind of, yeah. Mm -hmm. Darren Helliwell says, champion, nice rock version, love the ending of the song. I prefer to listen to the original version though. Oh, so there you go. So Darren likes both. Yeah, Paul Moody, a pointless retread of an existing track and sounds worse for all that effort. Dustier than if Dusty Hill and Dusty Springfield had a kid and named it Fine Dry Powder. See, that could also be, that that's could also be, give me the tweet of the week too, because that's pretty fucking good. Yeah. Nice work, Paul. Thanks. I, I would love, I really would love it if there were a kid somewhere in the, in the world whose name was Fine Dry Powder. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, get the absolute uh, shit kicked out of him at school <laughs> on the regular uh pank says the queenification of a perfectly pleasant freddy bit of euro pop made it chunky but clunky and i care little for it just went to see this by the way and he's posted up there don't know if you're aware of this randy but um mary austin uh freddy's you know long time Yep. Friend slash lover slash partner slash confidant um who he left his entire estate to is now selling off most of his possessions and it's it's stirred up a a fair bit of acrimony among certain mm. parts of the fan base and I, I i wouldn't mind addressing this just very very quickly because it's one of those things where yeah i mean that crown from you know the from the live gigs and the hot pants that he had and some of the you know the the the, the harlequin suit and all these kinds of all these things and the handwritten lyrics and stuff they're very special to queen fans but we haven't had them in the public domain for the last 30 years so I don't really, we're not losing anything. And no. so I don't really understand where a lot of that comes from. Would it be great if Roger and Brian had stumped up the six million or whatever it was um, to just buy the whole lot and then put it in the museum in Montreal? Yeah, it would have been cool. But there's no expectation for anyone to do that. And I think that on the flip side of it, you know, if a bunch of different collectors get a one piece each, then there's a lot of people who are getting a piece of, you know, Freddie's life to have in their possession. So I'm totally on board with what Mary's doing. She's only ever been sort of respectful and, and cognizant of Freddie's legacy. So I don't, I don't really see the criticism as being overly valid. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I got no problem with that. I mean, it's, it's, it's hers to do with what she wishes, right? So, as per Fred, as per Freddie's wishes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Rob Hatton, uh dust sandwich. So <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I like that. It's a good callback. <laughs> Two-word review, yeah. <laughs> Alice's dad said, let's get the important bit done. It's a champion for me. Yes, the lyrics are saccharine, sweet, and sappy. And musically, it's a bit generic, but my God, it's fun. And sometimes that's all you need from a Queen song. I prefer this to the solo version as it feels unfinished to me. Yes, hey, well, thanks, Barry. Yeah, appreciate that. Uh, Aaron Mullen. Not too sure if I've seen that name before, Randy. Says, as it's essentially a cover version, it not surprisingly goes the way of most cover versions. Adds little to nothing to the original, unfortunately bites the dust as a result. 
And Ben Howland says, this is what happens when they interfere. This one bites the dust for me, but the original is definitely a champion. And then it's just posted an image and it says, special thanks to Brian, Roger and John for not interfering. <laughs> Which is very Python-esque, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it is, yeah. Leslie says, you guys have given me a good laugh this morning. Kev was spot on. Les for Leslie, Psy for science fiction. Yes! <laughs> I went with Bites the Dust, but a toughie. I don't hate it. Would probably leave it to run if it came on shuffle, but the original cheesy 80s version is just better. There you go. I concur. Les Psy. Uh, Steve Russell says, I'm surprised to see the results as they stand at this point. So this was you know, obviously the, the day of uh, the poll. Personally, the Queen of Five version is a cracking one and surpasses Freddy's original. And then in brackets says, please don't hate me for saying that. I mean, Jesus, dude, you're everyone's entitled to their opinion. Whether you're right or wrong, or whether I agree with you or not, you're 100% entitled to your opinion. And so this is the other Queen Rocks, Randy, Steve. So there's the non-Australian version. It says, it's a much-needed dose of fun on a very melancholy album. It works both as an 80s pop song and full-on unapologetic rocker. For me, no matter how you dress it, it's a champion. I particularly love the acoustic version with Brian and Roger. So again, mm. another one I'll have to listen to at some point. Yeah, yeah. Hugh Jenkins. Not one I'm too familiar with, but enjoyed it more than I expected. Kev was right about it being a better pop song than a Queen song. Still bites the dust for me, though. Yeah, there you go. So Samphony, Samphony Sam says, Champion, rural island in the 80s stocked Foster and Allen rather than Mr. Bad Guy, so Made in Heaven was my first exposure to this song. Grandiose, sparkling, thrilling drum track, zesty guitar work, the original sounds sparse and hollow by comparison. So it goes back again to that idea of which version you hear first, but... I'm assuming you've never heard of Foster and Allen, Randy. I have no idea. What, is, that a, is that a beer? <laughs> They're a, a, fair, a famous musical duo from yeah. Ireland. Mick Foster right. and Tony Allen. Yeah, they're, they're, in their 47-year career, they have released over 52 albums, many of which entered the UK album charts. And I love that because that means many of them didn't. <laughs> many of them didn't. Eh? And you know, what's, the, what's the shitty work ethic with those guys? Like 47 albums in 52? <laughs> 52 and 47, yeah. Oh, yeah, 52 47. Just fucking cranking them out. Who do they think they are? Yeah. Dylan? Come on, guys. Get to work. Anyway, Blackpie, our last Twitter comment, Randy, says, this sounds like Frank the Concrete Robot stomping around in Freddy's flash vest. A poor approximation of Queen. In fact, I'd rather pleasure myself with a cheese grater than have to listen to this. Ooh. Oof. Good luck with I mean, that. I mean, that that's going to that's gonna grate. <laughs> but, but speaking Dad of joke alert <laughs> so yeah i did a second poll around it because this threw up you know a lot of the conversation was around whether it's freddie's version is better or the queen version is better and and that came out 55 45 for freddie's version so i think that people just generally like this song is what i'm taking away from that and then it's just yeah. sort of splitting hairs about which version yeah yeah i think that's yeah that's a i think it's a fair takeaway yeah Okay, we'll head over to Facebook, Randy. The poll there was also split, dead even, 50-50. Wow. Uh, my Incredible. pal Paul Roberts from Bolton, the old Boltonian, says, love the Kevin Randy show, hilarious. Thanks a lot, Paul. Although the Queen music sometimes gets in the way. So, <laughs> well, you, know, you never know. You know. Maybe we'll start a Patreon and we'll we'll do some bonus episodes about gardening or, I don't know, fucking medieval jewellery. What do you fancy doing, Randy? Well, I was just, yeah, I was actually thinking maybe we should just do an episode where we, like, you know, cook uh, macaroni and cheese or something and just talk about it fucking just relentlessly like we do with this. <laughs> uh, so Keith Austin, I'm going to read this one out in full because it's he's a first-time commenter. He calls himself a seaside pod review virgin, which is, that's that's dangerous. Don't, you know, they, there's, there's comments to make there and I, I'm not going to touch them. I have spent the last couple of months catching up with all of your podcasts. Uh, now I'm up to date. I feel I've earned the right to make a comment or two. And shit, man, I couldn't have picked a more difficult week to do it. This song is awesome, but difficult to rate. If Queen had recorded this without Freddie releasing it first, we would all be ranking it differently. Freddie's was indeed the better version. To improve it, Brian simply needed to add the three-part harmonies with Freddie, Roger, and Brian. It would then be a classic. After long consideration, I'm going to vote champion based on two criteria. It definitely does not fit the definition of biting the dust. And two, this is my first ever vote on a Queen song, and as I love Queen, I can't let them down. So yeah, there you go. And then he goes on to say, I'm being a little bit biased. If you decide this isn't fair, then ask Randy to quote the name of the church is now a cardinal of. What church is that, Randy? <laughs> uh, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Thanks, Keith. Uh, Owen Cole, hi, guys. Uh, like Keith Austin, I have just caught up now, so I feel able to comment. This is coming from Guernsey, so hopefully another country to add to your reach. For me, this was one of the highlights of Made in Heaven album, 
though all relative, he says. Uh, they made an otherwise bland song written to order, remember, as they needed a hit for the Mr. Bad Guy album. Much better with real drums, guitars, and bass. Freddie's original video was epic, however. Loving the podcast. Looking forward to uh, your company in the next few years. Thank you, Owen. Uh, Melissa Chioka. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that wrong. Uh, says, Bites the dust for me. I love the 80s sound of Freddie's original. It's a total bop. The Queenified version just doesn't do it for me. Also, as a Simpsons aficionado, I must thank you, Mr. Randy, for that hilarious quote. Your ideas are intriguing to me, and I wish to subscribe to your newsletter. <laughs> <laughs> nice. She's got an ex excellent uh, shot of Homer, like, leaning back. You know, you Doing know, the Freddie pose at Wembley. And yeah. A, yeah, an epic rock pose. Yeah, sweet. Nick Crofts. This is a hard one. Do we all pretend we never heard the Freddie version? Are we comparing to Freddie version or pretending the Queen-ified version is the only one out there? Regardless, I like it. It's not a stinker like Delilah, that's for sure. I appreciate what Brian's trying to do, make it more Queen-sounding, and his guitar work is great once again. If you played this to someone who had never heard the Freddie version before, you'd have to say this is an okay song. Yeah, and, and there you go. And that's really ultimately kind of the debate is... Uh, you know, having Freddie doing it as a solo song, it really does. It's just, you know, because we, we can't measure it as a Queen song because yeah. It, yeah. it wasn't originally. So, yeah, it does It does make it uh, tricky. But but thanks for commenting, Nick. Much appreciated. That is interesting, right? Because I think that uh, putting that aside, because that was the first time you heard it, you didn't hear the Freddie version first, and you still sort of landed with Dustin. I mean, that wasn't to say that, I, mean, I don't think either of us said it was a crap song. No, it was just someone else had mentioned it's a bit paint by numbers. It's like it's plugging yeah. in the queen ingredients into a dish that doesn't take them. You know what I mean? Like it's just a bit. All right, I think chocolate, I kind of, chocolate's I think great, but you don't put chocolate in a fucking meat tart. You know, it's just. I think I had said too pretty early on that it was. I felt it was sounded you know fairly generic, right? But... Yeah. Alexandra Rye says this one settles in the dust pile for me. I love Freddie's original. That would be champion. Always puts a smile on my face. A simple, joyful, catchy love ditty sung from the rooftops. And then FYI, Kevin Randy, love the podcast. Thank you so much, Alexander. We really, really genuinely appreciate it. We do. Thank you. And I said that I, for some reason that I, that sounded, as it was coming out of my mouth, it sounded very sarcastic. Oh, We really, yeah, but... really, really appreciate it. That just sounds... Kev, you know what? It's your, it's your fucking tone. Why don't you just change your tone <laughs> for the folks, you know? More treble, more bass. What do you think? No, like just, you know, like a happier, positive, more upbeat sort of tone. You know, you're kind of bringing the whole fucking thing down, if I'm being honest with you. Sorry, really? <laughs> <laughs> well, we've got a wheel to spin. Um, and as it's the other wheel, I don't really think we've got, we, I can't really ask you what you want to listen to because you haven't got a fucking clue. Well, so, you know. this, yeah, well, I don't normally either, but you still ask me, so. <laughs> okay, well, do you want to listen to, we've got three colors or four colors on the on the wheel. <laughs> Let's do it that way. Do you want black, gray, white, or yellow? <laughs> I want uh, one of the black songs. Okay, I want a song without the word "the" in it. Wow, <laughs> which I think which I think might only be one. <laughs> All right, well, let's spin that fucking wheel. Oh, it's way faster when it's big. Oh, we're coming around and we're getting. Whoa, yeah, yeah. All right. Okay, so. This is a, an 80s song. Um, I do know this song, but I haven't heard it in a long, long while. I haven't listened to this in ages. What song are we listening to, Randy? I Go Crazy off The Works. All right, well, without further ado, we're going to go and do all the things that we usually do, like look at books and Wikipedias and mm -hmm. lyrics pages and Queenipedias and those kinds of things. Then we're going to come back and we're going to talk about this song. So I'll, uh, I'll see you very, very shortly, Mr. Woods. Sounds good, buddy. All right, all right, yeah. Everybody, come on. Get in here, settle down. Yeah, take your seat. Service is going to start right away here. All right, yeah. Yeah, sit down, please. Okay, well, welcome uh, to the Church of Go Fuck Yourself. I am, in fact, uh, Cardinal Woods, the uh, leading cardinal of the Church of Go Fuck Yourself. So, first of all, what we're going to do here is uh, go fuck yourself. Okay, yes, thank you. Uh, and that's it. 
Yeah, go on. Yep, get out of here. Seaside Pod Review does not endorse the Church of Go Fuck Yourself. The views and opinions expressed in this segment are those of the speaker, a small-minded man with unrealistic worldviews. So uh, Brian writes this one here at 3 minutes 42 seconds with all of our usual suspects on it. Uh, recorded in Mountain Studios in Montreux, 81, at the record plant in L.A. in 83, and uh, Musicland Studios in Munich, also in 83. So uh, I guess, Kev, this song was uh, originally recorded uh, for uh, uh, an earlier album that, uh, and it goes on to say, because Queen was a democracy, uh, our good buddy Brian May did not get this one on the album, and I think he might have been slightly uh, cheesed about that. Yeah, and, and that happened, you know, all, all of them had songs rejected and, and whatnot. And there was, they were definitely sort of, you know, I think quite clinical and, and, and cutting when it came to critiquing each other's work. If, if, if there are sort of the rumors about that are to be true, but, or mm-hmm. taken to be true. But like I said, I, if you asked me to hum this song right now, mm-hmm. I couldn't do it. I think as soon as it starts, it'll be like, oh, yeah, I remember this exactly. And from my memory, this is one of those songs that definitely wouldn't have fit on Hot Space. And maybe if they had decided to keep it for Hot Space, it would have been butchered with electronic drums and synths and all this kind of crap, right? And again, I, and I think that, did it fit the works? I can sort of see why it gets left off. But like I said, from my memory, I remember liking this song. And I remember, you know, I had, I've got the single for Radio Gaga upstairs here in my house, and I know that I've heard this song plenty of times. I just don't remember it. Well, there you go. Without further ado. Yeah, I can kind of see the comparison to ACDC that we read about, hey, a little bit. Very much. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was just thinking, uh, you know, uh, it's a bygone era where the, you know, the guitar starts out with some riff and then the drums come in, <laughs> then you hear the bass, you know. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, it's big rock, man. I'm not complaining. It's rock brand rock and it's loud rock. and dirty and we love it. Rock brand rock. That's right. You know what, actually, thinking about this one, it, it's almost got a bit more of an aesthetic of the game, really. You think so? It's got that sort of, that dry crack snare sound. It's got a, the guitar tone is really sort of bitey, and it's not got a ton of bottom end. Like, it's quite trebly. So it almost fits onto that sort of sound palette, which, again, if you're moving away from that with Hot Space, and then you're coming out of Hot Space, and you want to sort of, you don't want to go back to the game, so you're moving forward into the works and the production aesthetic of that one. Yeah, you, I kind of see why this one doesn't fit on either. Mm. If you didn't know about it, you'd, you'd, you'd wonder whether Roger wrote this, the lyrics to this one, eh? Yeah, well, I'm like, I, I wouldn't mind the postman if the neighbors didn't know. What is, like, I don't, I'm, I'm Well, he's saying he they... wouldn't mind, he wouldn't mind if the postman was shagging his wife, as long as the neighbors didn't know. Or the gas uh, man, electric man, gas man, electric man, man that fixed the car, I'd have to let it go. Oh, well, so, hmm. All right. <laughs> he just doesn't like it. It's the, it's the singer with the big knob. Presumably. <laughs> All things have big knobs, don't they, Randy? You know. There's, 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 a, there's a big knob between the two of us. Anyway. Combined? Oh, no, let's not think about that. No. <laughs> ah, fucking hell. Okay, do it.
think of the production on this one? Yeah, I mean, I, I think I don't think it sounds too bad. It sounds, it, you know, it definitely sounds of its of its era. You know, you. I just think Brian's guitar tone is lacking a bit of beef. Like if, yeah. it, more, if it had more of that sort of tie mother down tone to it, I think it would rock even harder. Because I think the chorus fucking rocks. I love the chorus. Yeah, but it just it doesn't quite have the doesn't quite have quite have the balls. Maybe I don't know. Well, yeah, I mean, you got to keep in mind this is released what in eighty four. Uh, right? Would have been 80, 84, 83. Fuck, I don't know. Hang on. Well, anyhow, 80, 84, yeah, 84. Whatever. Let's just, whatever, 84, 2, 3, 4, 5, whatever doesn't fucking matter. But they didn't, a bottom end and low frequencies were not something that was a, a priority back then uh, because most, a lot of systems, not all systems, of course, couldn't, couldn't handle it. And so, yeah, so it could, it could even be just a, a mixed thing, a mixed thing of the era. I don't know for sure. Uh, and we, always listen to the official versions right so yeah. we're you know we should be getting the best uh the best rips from the originals so but yeah well fair 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 criticism i'll listen to that Gonna stop it quickly there because it's funny that I was talking about time of the down. Those are the, yeah. the same licks from time of the down, you know. Well, yeah, it's it's close. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's playing like, on the slide. Yes. Uh, well, I was gonna say, yeah, that's 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 all stuff on the slide. I was gonna say though, because John Deacon probably gets talked about the least. Uh, but he had a couple he had a couple little tasty riffs before they went into this uh this double time thing here where he's you know yeah I don't, I don't quite have the right word for for this this style you know with the roaming bass. There's a nice musical word for it but uh i don't have it but yeah i love i love the roaming bass and yeah it's cool great great solo so far Are just like outside the chorus, which I do like. The lyrics are pretty ropey in this. They seem very forced and yeah. unpolished. Yeah, I'll, yeah, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. There, it's. But you know, I'll be watching, rolling on the floor next time you're on TV. Just all feels a bit stream of consciousness yeah. that's not been polished, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah. Rolling on the floor next time you're. Yeah, okay, all right. Yeah, <laughs> we got you, Brian. We know what you're getting at there, buddy. Yeah, a dirty old dog. <laughs> <laughs> rock finish no fade out on this fucker that's right it's because they took the time to construct an ending <laughs> all right well should we uh should we give this one a listen through all the way through and we can make some notes and see yeah because I'm, I'm sure i'm thinking about like the the production aesthetic and i'm i think i think it does it does sort of fit the, the works thing too i'll, I'll sort of make a few notes on that because there's a couple of other songs that really 
parts where that's reminiscent of it. So let's have a listen through, Andy. Roger Dodger. Yeah, that's pure Angus Young, okay? Those big chiming kind of... Totally, yeah. I do love that call and response. The Rogers Walters coming in. Yeah. It's Gouda. Yeah, I don't know. Huh? There you go. That's, um, I go crazy. All right, Randy. So this is obviously, obviously the first time you've ever heard this song. Um, it's a bit of rock and roll, but is it good rock and roll or is it shitty rock and roll? Uh, you know, does does this one bite the dust or is it champion for you? Well, yeah. You know what? I'm just going to say too. There is also because I'm a I'm an old old man. There's a very good chance that I have heard this before, uh, though honestly I can't really say for sure. But so if you're asking me to vote, I can make my vote for you. And I even have reasons. Well, Kev, I guess I got to pass it over to you. What do you think? Does this bite the dust or is this a champion? Oh, interesting. This is good. We did. We dis. We disagree. Which doesn't happen that often. Interesting, yeah. I thought for sure, being the fanboy that you are, that you would say, oh, dude, man, it's so deadly. I love it. So okay. do you want to go first? Because you're Yeah, you're, so I'll, I'm gonna resp- I'm gonna respond to that. No, sorry, I'm gonna react to that, Randy. That's what people do these days. They don't respond oh, to yeah. react online, don't we they? We just so. react. Yeah, nobody just does react to that. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, quit reacting to me that way, man. I'm feeling a little sensitive tonight. <laughs> okay, so here's here's my the beef maybe that I have with this song. There are parts of this song that I think are absolutely fantastic. The chorus is just an it's straight up banging. I fucking love it. I love the harmonies. I love the riff. It just sounds so cool. Everyone's invested. Deaky's doing some great work on bass, and it's a wonderful solo. The problem is it just doesn't quite feel complete to me. It feels it's almost like a first draft. Yeah, we'll fix it later. Or maybe it was one of those where we said, well, yeah, I don't think we're going to continue doing this. And it sounds like no one loved it. So it's like, well, maybe we won't finish this. And then someone will go, well, fuck it. We'll stick it as a B-side to this, right? So that's where I get to because with most Queen songs, you sort of have that sense, right or wrong, that it's um, that it's a, it's a one-take vocal, which I know probably isn't the case ever, from Freddie. This one really sounds like it's sort of pieced together from various takes and it it doesn't it doesn't gel. I don't know. There's just something about it that doesn't quite land for me. Not and like I said, again, not that I don't like the song. I think the like I said, I think the chorus is fantastic. It's toe tapping. There's plenty of bits of it that I like, but as a whole song, it just falls a little bit flat for me, I'm afraid. So yeah, there you go. Yeah, well, so you're wrong. And uh and that's okay, <laughs> you know. You and I have this relationship where you can be wrong and uh and that's all right. Uh but yeah, uh, so first of all, yeah, uh Diki's like roaming bass line is is super cool. Uh, are the lyrics a bit dodgy? Well, yeah, but you know, if there's been a bit of a trend that we're starting to unfold here is that sometimes Queen lyrics can be kind of dodgy. So I guess we've got to kind of maybe just give it a pass or whatever. But either way, either way, I think this is a bit of fun. This is a bit of fun Queen. It's like they're just balls out playing a classic style of of, of rock tune, which is how they started, which is what they were originally, which is what I like about them. Brian's got some, he's got some nice tone. I know you said you're a little, you're a little, you know, maybe not happy with his tone, but I, I, I think it's great. And, uh, and the chorus is killer and it's fun. It's fast. It's rocking. I don't yeah. know, man. I'm, I'm not sure what you want really. <laughs> if Honestly, this doesn't this, do it for you. Well, and this is, we were talking before we spun the wheel up about a 49.9% right? And mm. this might be one of those. It might be one of those that is just, and it, it's probably how I'm feeling right now. Yeah. It's probably because I know the rest of the catalog and the songs that are going to blow me away, this definitely doesn't go above the 50% mark, which isn't necessarily how I've been voting to this point. I've not always been doing it by that metric, but like I said, I just think this this song could have been fucking brilliant. And I think they just didn't quite get it. You know, well, maybe... what, do they, what do they need to do? What do they need to do to, to fix it up for you, oh, Kev? Change, change the lyrics and the verses. I think they're fucking stupid. Okay, well, yeah, Brian, okay, well, Brian Maker besides write that. Lyrics than that. Okay, besides that, then, go on. Just, just, I don't know, man, there's... It just doesn't, like I said, it doesn't feel finished to me. It just feels like a yeah. framework yeah. of a song that needs work. 
Well, it's, I mean, it's definitely rough and ready. And, and I, I really do agree with, uh, it, you know, I mean, although the chorus is great, even the chorus lyrics aren't, I mean, I, I guess with this kind of song, uh, you know, they're probably not going to be, you know, laying out beautiful, poetic Shakespearean lyrics. No. Right? It's just, this is not going to happen. So we'll have to just accept that I took my baby dancing to see a heavy band, but I never saw my baby till the encore. She had the singer by the hand. Which I was telling Kev, I think really it should be, I took my baby dancing to see a band down by the dock. <laughs> well, no, I that's never really saw rude. my baby till the encore. Cut, she cut had the singer by the what? What is it? Cut that out. That's terrible. That's terrible. Either way, I think it's a fun, a fun bit of Queen. I think, I think we're not meant to take it too seriously. No. Uh, and, and, uh, I mean, really, I guess, honestly, what I'm really, really getting at, Kevin, is that I'm right. You're wrong. <laughs> and I bet you the polls will show how right I am and how wrong you are. And I'm going to put my guess at the polls. It, shit, I said 70-30 last week, but that's really what I'd like to do this week. So I'm just going to fucking do it. I'm going to say 70% of the people are going to say they think this is the tits and 30% are going to be wrong. Yeah, well, I, I, again, I think you're probably right. I think that I am in the minority in this one, I suspect, you know, because the, the guys we established last week, the troglodytes who listened to our podcast, wasn't no, the uneducated riffraff is what I said, wasn't it? Uneducated riffraff. <laughs> as as oh, if I'm educated. Boy. Anyway, no, no, I just, I, I, I can see why people would love it. I don't hate it. If it's on, I'm going to bop along to it, absolutely. Here's my counter argument, though, to your, what you're saying about the lyrics. Queen wrote some fun, throwaway, disposable songs. Fat Bottom Girls, Time of the Down, Bicycle Race, Prime Jive, Rocket Prime Jive. They did that, and so when they got it right... Well, Amy Rhapsody, yeah, all of it. <laughs> but when they got those types of songs right, they still wrote lyrics that were a lot better than this. And there's just something that grates there about that. Yeah. Whoever it was on Twitter with the, with the cheese grater. You know, that's, that's where I'm at with it, so... Yeah. <laughs> Can't get past that. Yeah, well, hey, I, I really am with you on that. It's, it's, I, you know, I, well, I don't even really know for sure what the song's about, but I'm pretty sure someone's having <laughs> sex with somebody. You know what I'm saying? Behind someone's back or in front of someone's eyes. I mean, it, yeah, well, it seems like yeah, there's the, the, you know. the postman, the gas man, the electric <laughs> man, the man who fixes the car. It looks like they all get a turn at, I'm not exactly sure what's happening here. Brian, Jesus, do you care to ring in? We should get Brian on the podcast and see if he can explain these lyrics because I think I think he has some talking to do. Fuck, that would be funny if we if you could get a member of Queen on. Well, there's only one of the two of them, but and sit down and do this format and stop the song. And say, ah, I don't fucking really care for this. Looks stupid. <laughs> As if they would ever yeah. put themselves in that situation. Oh fuck, it'd be funny oh, though. Yeah, that'd be brilliant. Well, well, I was what I was trying to do is I was trying to evoke the spirit of the uh, Saturday. All right, Brian, climb it up here. That sucks. Those lyrics suck. <laughs> Wrong. Do it again. <laughs> oh, fuck me. Oh, dear me. All right. Well, um, yeah, I mean, a classic Queen song. No. Bit of fun, bit of fluff. Absolutely. Terrible. Definitely not. Great. No, not really. I don't know, man. It's it, It's a song, right? It's a song, and I think we've just really talked the fucking living hell out of it. So, I'm I'm not sure what else we can do besides you know recreate it like uh, another podcast that uh, we enjoy. Oh yeah, I wonder if they um I wonder if they're doing the B sides once they're done through the catalog. You know what we should do though, real quick at Randy's, we should give this um instrumental demo. So this was recovered by um someone I can't remember one of the I think one of the Queen archivists. A demo or premiered this in like I think it was 2006 or something at the Queen mm-hmm. Fan Club, and mm-hmm. so it's just so this is the version that would have been from the Hot Space sessions. So we just let's just give it a quick listen and see what it sounds like. Sure. I wonder if it's just guitar then maybe. Oh yeah, it's funny because that's just that. That's it, it. Leans more into it's rock and roll more than hard rock, really, right? It's the same thing that ACDC do, and they've just turned the volume up to eleven, and they're playing Chuck Berry riffs, and they're playing, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. The the riff itself is 
you know, rock brand rock, as we say, just sounds like a dude noodling on his uh, red special. And there ain't nothing wrong with that. It's better noodling on your red special than on your than on the electrician's wife, whatever the fuck it was. <laughs> <laughs> Leave the electrician's wife alone. She's had a hard day. <laughs> uh fuck me. Well, yeah, let's um, let's just go to bed, hey. I mean, not together. Obviously, we're in different houses, so just to, to clear that up for you. Well, no, not there's anything wrong with that either. No, but no. Uh, but we don't do that. But let's uh, let's face it. I'm much hotter than you, so uh, you'd never be able to land somebody like me. Oh yeah, I mean this is this is true. You too, you too, you too, you too fucking tall for me anyway. You long back bastard. <laughs> Good height for you, uh, bad height for me. <laughs> oh fucking hell! Okay, well yeah, this is really just really gone really way too deep it's got very rude now it's got very rude yeah i just insulted kevin uh <laughs> well i guess you know, maybe i do i insult you too much kev uh i mean i'd say just about the right amount perfect just, just about that's right what amount, i'm shooting you know? for yeah <laughs> like garlic you know you don't want just don't fucking put <laughs> one clove no fuck that put a bu- half a bulb in for fuck's sake if you're gonna do it do it <laughs> oh fuck all right, well, let's um, let's give the last word to that uh, that young fella with the uh, mighty vocal cords. What's his name again? Frederick. Mercury. Good night. Good night. Getting bluesy on the B-side. That was fun, wasn't it? And just so you know, I'm a big enough man to let Kevin's gross miscalculation go. Just only because we're friends, though. And if I was to title this episode, I'd call it Brian May Got His Way. We'd sure like to know what you have to say about Queen, B-Sides, or otherwise. You can find us on Facebook at Seaside Pod Review and on Twitter at Queen Seaside. And if you get some time, why not check out The Tom Petty Project by our very own Mr. Brown. I've heard he's holding back on our show and really gives it hell in his solo show. We'll be back with you next week to chat about this wonderful band. I'm just a musical prostitute, my dear. You know, back when we were trying to cut a record deal and all those pink teen hair bands were getting the deals and the motherfucking A&R douchebags were masturbating all over them, me and James were like surviving on nothing but handfuls of dust washed down with Dave Mustaine's stagnant piss. Dave's piss bad!